0: hi onyx fam welcome to the onyx life where change comes with challenge my name is Mirthel,
1: and i'm rita every episode we take you on a journey moving you from the struggle life to the onyx life creating happy homes and financial empires today we're going to be talking about don't be left behind
0: so don't be left behind i know that if someone was going to be left behind in this family it It probably would be me definitely you
1: i mean everything that we have done to adapt to society that has changed from even the time that we've been married to now it has been like pulling teeth with mirthell hun you need to try this thing called an iphone you really got to try the iphone let's let's put away your blackberry for a bit Try this iPhone, hun. No, I don't want it. I don't want. I I love my BlackBerry. I finally know how to use it. I don't want to change. And before that BlackBerry, it was, hun. You got to try this BlackBerry. Nope, nope. I want to stay with my flip phone. I know how to use it. And on and on and on. The
0: flip phone was so nice. It just it just really suited me.
1: It, It it was what it needed at the time. But I mean, nothing compares to an iPhone. Nothing.
0: I think. I really love my iPhone. I'm so glad that I have an iPhone and I was glad when I had the BlackBerry, but it is just so difficult to learn the new app, learn the new thing, learn. It's like I just want to just.
1: But in some ways it should keep us all young more. Because we are constantly having to learn new things and constantly have to adapt. And, you know, that's what they always tell old people. Oh, play Sudoku every day or Sudoku every day and um, do some puzzles or memorize a card each day. I mean, maybe what you you have to do now is learn a new app every day.
0: Right. I was the guy that was wearing the bell-bottom jeans for quite a long time. Not the bell-bottoms, but the straight legs. Once the straight legs came in in the 90s, that was it. And oh, the I had big baggy ones. The big baggy yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh You didn't, yeah.
1: you didn't transition to, to skinny. Skinny jeans, right. So like recently. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's been around for at least a few years, maybe. Oh, quite a few yeah. years. I mean, it's so funny. There was this skit where they had a guy who just got out of prison now. And he got into prison maybe early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And his style was so different. Big baggy jeans, right. do rags on the head, and he was like eight
0: ball, eight yeah, ball uh, um, jackets. <laughs> what are those big cross um, color, cross those color, big
1: yellow shoes? Um, um, oh Timberlands, Timberlands.
0: But those those never really go out. Those are like evergreen.
1: Yeah, but not in the way he was wearing it, right. all undone. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that the style right now, at least in, you know, the urban community is looking really neat. Well, no. Now it's switching to this kind of freakish style with all of this, the teeth and the the tattoos and the hair. It's 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 looking a little weird and all the face. And, you know, so I'm, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the other style where, you know, you're just looking really just dapper and clean and good.
0: But the but styles styles is a little bit different. I think when we start talking about styles, there's so many varieties because there's so many different sub subcultures and subgroups, but I think one of the things that is consistent is like when we're talking about the phones, like I can remember, you know, way back in the day with the landlines and we are so far away from that. And you really don't have subcultural phone trends.
1: No, you don't. You you don't. Like we're all, you know, we're all
0: going around. But I remember the landline and oh my goodness, like what a far way we've come. Remember well, when it was like you'd have to wait till your parents got off the phone and you know that your friend was scheduled to call you at eight?
1: Oh, I know. I'd be checking every, you know, 15 minutes. Are they off? Are they off? And then when you were on your friend on the phone with your friend, you'd hear a click and your parents would be like, Rita, I've got to make a call. Right. And then you'd be like, oh, I, I guess oh, I have man. to go. Right. Yeah. And our kids don't even know how to even work online these days, which sounds so funny. But I've so seen funny. plenty of videos showing that it's not like my kids are weird or anything. They literally they, have no idea. they don't they don't know. Like, um, this video where this kid did not know how to turn off the phone. He said, right. like, Where's the end? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, just hang it up. What does, what hang, does hang up, up mean? mean? <laughs> you know, it's it's weird how you take it for granted this um this how you've had to adapt to what we have now. But there is an actual adapting if someone went to the past.
0: Oh, absolutely! Like I. Oh my yeah, goodness! Like because, remember when you'd go out and then, right. I don't even recall how we were able to. I think what we would do is we'd tell our parents that we we're leaving right at a certain time. We'd give Could them you come approximate pick approximate times. Right, and yeah. then if and then we had to call them in advance. But if something happened on the road with them, there's just no way to get a hold of them. It was just like you'd have to just pray they that stuck. they're they you know that they'll find you.
1: Right. One time I was left at school. And it was like six o'clock. Finally, I'm like, okay, this is getting crazy. What happened? And there was some miscommunication between um, my friend who was with me, whether her parents or my parents were picking us up. And I guess both parents thought both of them, each other, were picking up, picking us up. And so they both were out of the house. So we had been calling and calling and calling. Oh, so Nobody was home. Yeah, because we were <laughs> carpooling. That's hilarious. And so we're no, we can't get a hold of anybody. And so we're stuck at school, and so those are the type of things that now would never happen. It's like sh- right. send a text,
0: you know, and that's, that's it. it. That's that. That is crazy. But that that has to be one of the most frustrating things. And even traveling now, I remember traveling, and I just can't recall how is it possible that we knew where to go to a new location without GPS. I I just don't understand it's a map. It. It it is bizarre how much we depend on technology. I
1: know. And it's so
0: much faster.
1: Well, for now, I I mean, I'm okay. I'm going to admit something. My name is Rita. And I still when I'm outside, I still cannot tell which way is north, south, east, west. (laughs) I just don't know. I'm just like if someone says go to the south side of the building, I have to go. Sorry. Can you please say that in terms of left, right, front, back? I really Mm -hmm. don't know. I don't. It's it's weird. You need
0: the ghetto direction. Like, go up the street there. Right. and Turn at the red, red, yellow. I know,
1: and it's the not yellow like brick building. I I know that you know. Make a roundabout. The sun rises in the east, sets in the west. Like, okay, but if I'm, it's like, I don't know, two o'clock. Is is the sun always in the the west? Like, when does it switch from being now in the east now to the west? Mm. <laughs> I, just, I know it sounds so weird, but I really don't know. I don't know. I know in the morning, clearly wherever the sun is coming from, if mm-hmm. I were to be outside, I'd be like, okay, guys, at least that way's east. And then I could tell all the other directions from there. But it's hard. But I was going to say that I was watching this show Timeless with my kids and we just love it on NBC. And it's not this is not a plug or anything, but we just <laughs> love it. You know, it's a fun adventure story. And they're always going back to the past to do these adventures. And they're all sorts of, I mean, from the 1700s to the, you know, early 1900s and 1800s. And they haven't gone like caveman past, which that would be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But it shows that there's a backwards compatibility that an adjustment you have to do as well. Because all of a sudden it's like, wait, how do I use this record player? How do I use, like what we Mm -hmm. were talking about with our kids and in society, I'm glad we don't have to like go back in the past. Although back in the um, when we were switching from 1999 to 2000, we all thought we were going to have to go back to caveman times. Yeah,
0: somehow. Right. It was and there are all these books
1: up. on it and we were all trying to see, OK, well, how do we. And this was the funniest thing. A lot of people started going, I don't know how to start a fire. I don't know how to use a <laughs> lantern. I don't <laughs> know. Not, I don't know. How do I hand wash my clothes? there's panic
0: outright things
1: and so my point with this is saying that as we keep moving forward in technology we are losing certain skills that we used to have like you said how do we how did we get to anywhere without a map or i'm sorry without gps right well we had a map
0: right and so we and and then we were just better at directions because you had a
1: sense of things we
0: had a sense of things and we're losing that sense it's almost like instinct you're losing the instinct an animal loses its instinct um, the the heightness of the instinct when it becomes a pet and and humans start to feed it like they don't know how to go they don't know how to survive survive again yeah that is that is the biggest challenge um, but back in the day it's just so many things when I look back I'm just like wow how did we do this like for instance even with phone numbers there are some phone numbers that I know for twenty odd years of some of my best friends why because I had to memorize them. I had to. And now, I mean, I think I know your number, (laughs) you know, and I call you the most. But who do I call? I don't call an actual number. I press Rita or I speed dial. So there are so many things that we are losing out on. Um, Just even, you know, the Bible app, a Bible app, you know, going on Google and saying, you know, where your favorite text is do we even memorize anymore like memory memorization is just going away very quickly because anything that you really need you can just tap into google and you can find it fairly simple
1: right i feel like i still remember one of my old numbers old old numbers from the 80s because i would you know someone said rita what's your number and i'd rattle it off like that and then when we had to change it when we had to change it um Because I think we were getting like a lot of um, prank calls. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember that second number. And now I am amazed right now that I remember my grandparents' number. Because they've only been in that house Mm -hmm. in in Texas for 10 years. Because prior to that, we were all in L.A. in California. Mm -hmm. So they've only been there for like 10 years. But I have actually memorized that number. And I actually think that's the only number outside of my own and yours that I've really memorized. Right. And it's, it's really difficult. And that number has a whole mess of different numbers. You know, you know how there's some numbers that has like, you know, like nine, five, 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 nine, five, nine or something right. like that. It wasn't even no. like a, a pattern. Their number like uses every single number in the
0: <laughs> and in And in the then range. mixes it all up.
1: Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't believe I remember this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's but different.
0: I, and if you were to give somebody a phone today, it would just blow their minds. Because I remember, like, for instance, a kid right now, kids are totally into their phones. They're not even into TV anymore. TV is actually, if you're into TV, you're left behind. Because this generation, anything that they want to watch, they want it on their phone. They want to carry it around with them. They want to take it to Walmart. They want to take it on their road trip. We, when we were watching our cartoons, if you did not wake up on time, that was it. You missed out on the cartoon. There's no rewind. There wasn't even like DVRs where you can record. Like, that was it.
1: And it just, you had a greater appreciation for what was on. All right, you know, if I was watching TV and Alvin and the Chipmunks came on at a time where they don't usually come on like, you know, eight o'clock at night. It was like, oh, a cartoon is on at night. Yay! (laughs) Mom, Dad, please, please Please let me stay up and watch this. Please, can I have the TV? Because that's another thing you had to ask for the TV because, you know, we didn't have so many screens. It was like, you know, there's the den, their room and maybe another one somewhere. we are
0: fortunate. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of people that had one TV period and you had to fight for it. Like we would fight for it. And I remember when the remote controls. First of all, the channels were like five major channels, maybe at a certain given time, CBS, NBC. ABC, ABC, and maybe another one. I can't remember what else. And I, I, this is even before Fox became like.
1: See, uh, you're a little bit older than me. So I always had, and this is growing up in L.A., so, you know, for my L.A. peeps. I had ABC, CBS, NBC. We had KTLA, which mm-hmm. is Channel 5. Always a local channel. We yeah. had um, Channel 9, which was, I can't remember, it was another local ch- channel. We had Fox. We had kcop which was channel 13 and then we started getting into like 22 which was the spanish channel and 28 which was like the like wow. the religion channel and well, that's i'm like talking about,
0: about i'm talking about even before you started getting into the 20s because this was when there was a knob there was a knob and that knob had most 12 <laughs> and at least three of the 12s had no channel on it and then you had the major networks and then you had local local channels and it was just like you you switch that knob this was these are the days where you could use a hanger and try to like get reception
1: know. don't get offended this is just a question but could it be partly because and not just you don't get offended people who are listening who are canadian (laughs) please don't get offended this is just a curiosity curiosity could it be that because you were in canada you had some less channels was there anything that had to do with that
0: because because these were times when i was living in michigan and i was young so, I mean, this is just, oh, man, this is just back in the 70s, 70s, <laughs> okay. early 80s. So where, this is
1: more just you were before this was before my time. <laughs> right.
0: And um, and then there was this time where they came up with these. Um, the remote control was almost like a box. It was almost like a See, keyboard. It, I don't
1: remember that either. Like so that key- had to be before my time. Yes,
0: it was a keyboard box. OK. <laughs> And that keyboard box would have, that's when more channels came. So now it upped it to like 15 or something. Wow. And you would have to like press it like almost like a keyboard, but there was, but the buttons were a little bit more raised. And it was just like, whoa, I got this new remote. And we have 15 channels now. Oh my goodness. It was. But it shows that
1: back in the day when when you you had just such a greater appreciation for what was on. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, I shudder when I hear my kids say, I'm bored.
0: Right. What? It's like you knew what was coming on on Thursdays. You knew that you knew all your shows. You knew Cosby was going to come on. Then, you know, you knew that there was like Simon and Simon. And, (laughs) you know, the days that it was Remington Steele. and Murder, She Wrote. And
1: matlock matlock
0: and, and 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 miami said, vice on friday
1: perry mason and yeah it's just,
0: just all a lot, the all the shows a lot of like
1: investigator shows
0: simon and simon all of these are dynasty the yep dynasty and,
1: landing um dallas
0: and the thing about it is is that in the daytime forget about it you're not getting anything else but soap operas for uh because those are the only channels right you're gonna get true. santa barbara you're gonna get young and the restless you're gonna get bold and the beautiful you're gonna get general hospital And those were just across all the stations, the major stations. So you might as well turn off the TV and go outside and play because Mm -hmm. you're not getting.
1: Well, I loved it. I loved waking up. I think it would be like Sunday mornings. And then during the summer, especially, I would there would be the schedule where it would always be like, I love Lucy, then like Gilligan's Island, then Bewitched, then I Dream a Genie. It -hmm. wasn't it was a power pack two hours (laughs) and I lived for that. Right. I wanted to make sure I woke up for that. It was the best part of my day during the summer and on Sundays. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, look at my shows.
0: And then if we don't have, you know, our show coming on, then we go outside with our friends like you actually yeah. play. Yeah. You get grass stains. You get you get patches on your knee because you're like rolling around and you're scraping oh, your knee. I can't tell
1: you how many skinned knees I had growing up. To the point where my parents
0: could not afford the pants. I would run through the pants so (laughs) often they would buy the patches and you'd have patches on top of patches.
1: Again, that's that wasn't my experience. You didn't remember the patch? I never had patches.
0: Oh, my goodness. Patches.
1: This was patches
0: on the outside and this patches is the In one, fact, it became a style to have patches. And people wanted the patch. This was
1: one of the advantages of being raised by grandparents who were more established oh, by okay. the time I came along. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, let's just get her a new pair of pants. Right. <laughs> but no, it was it was true because after I finished watching those, it would be then play all day or swim all day. Right. Because we know this is Los Angeles. Everybody had a pool. We had a pool. So it was like, whose pool do you want to go to today? Let's go over here. Let's go over there. Right. And, you know, I was raised in the valley, you know, San Fernando Valley. And at the time, it was more of this idyllic suburb. It was what you would see. I think, you know, Back to the Future was actually, you know, was taped in the valley. And Mm -hmm. it was that was the Brady Bunch, those types of. Um, visions of regular suburban homes, green grass, people playing in the streets, the wonder years, that kind of thing. That's what that time evokes for me. Now when I go back, oh, it's this, the valley's changed. And I can feel free to say that because everyone I talk to is like, no, Rita, it really has changed. And so, I, I mean, it's not just me coming from, going over there after living all other places now, you know, it literally looks and feels different. It feels a little grittier. It feels less idyllic and suburban ish and more mm-hmm. just I don't know. It's times are rough right now. Times are rough. And and I think a lot of it is the drought. So right. back then we would you know flirt with water this and you know you know be, be careful with your water and this and that. But now it was it was never illegal back then to like water your lawns.
0: I was really surprised when I went back to your your home because I would see pictures and it was always green grass. Yes. Everything looked so manicured. It's, well, it's still green. Well, yeah, my old yours, home is still green, but it's but like the, the only <laughs> green
1: lawn now on the street, which is just mind boggling to me. Hey. It's just amazing how times change in
0: Canada. I mean, it's just it was a kind of different experience. I mean, we have a lot of things in common, but it was a different experience. We I grew up, um, it was very multicultural where I grew up in. So you had West Indians, um, a lot of Jewish. It was a Jewish neighborhood that we lived in that had a lot of Jews, Russian um, or Oriental. A lot of Filipinos, a lot of Chinese. Further up into Brampton, there's a lot of Indian, but I mean, every culture that you can think of is packed in Toronto. So when you jumped on the bus, you would hear all sorts of languages going on. And you probably wouldn't think you were in North America if you didn't know how diverse a city like Toronto was. Anyhow, when I grew up, it wasn't swimming so much. It was a lot of hockey. So, you know, especially during the winter months.
1: We are so cliche. Cliché. Swimming, swimming in L.A., hockey in Canada.
0: I know, but you know? That, it was true. <laughs> I'd, I'd play hockey. And, you know, I mean, you know, I grew up uh, with Italians, with Jewish. One of my best friends, this guy named Mike, he was a redhead. Um, and we would play every day. Every day we'd, you know, either go to his house, he would play Bob Marley. We'd go on Commodore and play Olympics and just all sorts of games. <laughs> it was a, a lot of fun and just uh, hang out, play street hockey. Um, go to the corner store to get candy and then of course I didn't have any money so I'd have to like go and get like some pop bottles
1: see and there's another difference between the way you and I grew up mm-hmm. you grew up in Toronto which was more city-ish and not that LA is not a big city clearly it is but it's such a you know that classic term urban sprawl right there was like you had a lot of suburban... corner store I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. gonna, I'm walking. You know, a while to get to this corner store.
0: Oh, yeah. Corner store was just like right up the street. So right. we would just we'd just take off there. I'd bring in my pop bottles and get like my two little 20 cents to go get like sweet tarts and <laughs> and um just all the. But spree. even
1: even your candy is a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we had Smarties. Right. And Smarties, Smarties
1: are, are filled with chocolate over there. Right. And whereas, it's, it's
0: almost like M&M's, like right. the plain M&M's. That's right. Smarties. But for you guys, it's, it's something different.
1: It's like a tart, like um. I don't even know why it's still made it's gross mm-hmm. it's like um it almost like a tart Tums. <laughs> <laughs> right guess we won't be sponsored by them <laughs> but,
0: but it's it was just it's just nice to to just remember those days and i just see the kids of today and if they have a friend they're communicating with their friend from their house to to each one of them in their own house and they're playing a video game together and they rarely ever go outside
1: well you no know, You know, at this moment right now they're outside and I just have to like give an inside clap like, yes, Yes. they're outside (laughs) because, you know, it's it's a challenge now when there's so much available in the palm of your hand. You know, it's a real big challenge. But, you know, back in the day, too, it's funny because there's an Internet we have now. Mm-hmm. but then there was the internet from the 20 years ago internet,
0: yes <laughs> and then there was
1: no internet before that right right so we've had to go through all these transitions you know the most exciting phrase would be for a few years was you've got mail right oh <laughs> yes. yes who wrote me you know and if it mm-hmm. was like some whack promotional thing from AOL I'd be so mad like
0: but I actually remember when I actually would get mail from friends like that that were abroad that were like living in another country actually get mail
1: from with aol no mail oh mail like, mail mail
0: mail just mail <laughs> mail and then to to the ev- evolution of never getting mail unless it's a bill
1: <laughs> i'm not gonna try to sadden people right now because it's not about that but i would get mail every now and then from my mom and usually it was from like a drug rehab
0: Oh <laughs> no! I'm oh. not trying
1: to sadden anybody, wah, wah, but, wah. but it has to got
0: Debbie Downer here, folks. <laughs> Debbie Downer. <laughs> I'm just saying
1: those were my only mail that I can really remember getting every now and then. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I really wouldn't get any mail. All my friends lived in L. A. Didn't have anybody really writing me from anywhere. I was never a pen pal with anybody. Well, our school—it was so funny because—and I can't remember if it was like fifth grade or sixth grade. We mm-hmm. were all supposed to write this other class. And some other state, and then they only. This is the thing. There was like thirty of us who wrote, and that school had a chance to choose any of us to be a pen pal, and only one person picked from that school. Picked one person from our class. The rest of us were like, "Well, what about us?"
0: Oh man, oh man.
1: <laughs> so I mean, I don't have a lot of experience getting actual mail, like personal mail, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I'm not like. Even in high school, then it was starting to get mail from colleges and stuff, but nothing personal.
0: Right. Well, I, I definitely do remember the transition, though, when um, chat rooms started coming up and you got mail. Those were really interesting times.
1: Yes. You know, it, it. I don't think that people knew that immediately it would become so filled with sex Yeah. or, you know, like phone sex or internet sex. It's mm-hmm. its crazy because right away it was like, so we got these chat rooms, right? And Innocent Me is going, oh, they did a roll call, meaning they wanted to know age and, and sex. So it was like, okay, 16 female or 17 female or whatever. And it was almost like, and then I would see a sentence that said, okay, all you... Um, All you guys get out of here. Let's talk to the girls or something like that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I thought we were all going to be friends. (laughs) I didn't really know what it was about.
0: Oh, man. I remember I remember um, going to the music store and actually looking up tapes and records and listening to um, the radio and not like having to, to tape your songs. If you couldn't afford to actually go out and buy the tapes, then you'd have to tape your song on mm-hmm, a tape mm-hmm. and i remember like taping and then the dj interrupting the song with and coming from da-da-da-da-da. i would be so mad i was so mad because it's like the best you, part of the song right you want the whole thing these
1: kids don't understand i would wait there oh, yeah. it could be like like two hours just waiting waiting waiting, waiting for you waiting song. to press that record right got everything you know keyed, just up. keyed up for it and then it's like they shorten it with their talk like I, didn't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I want to hear my song. And, you know, it's weird because a mixtape back then was different than what people call a mixtape now, because when I was explaining it to the kids, they were like, oh, that's a mixtape,
0: right? It was like and you would have to sit there for hours because you didn't like the next song, so you'd stop See, it and mi- then you'd, right. you'd put it, cue it right up to the next song. And then you do that and then you make sure that everything was like perfectly aligned. And then if you liked a girl, then you would like duplicate that tape and then you would like wrap it up with like some type of magazine cover over the cover, like put it inside, like get one of those Maxwell tapes and then wrap it up with like that magazine cover. Oh, my goodness. We would go all out.
1: I I wish I had known you when I was young. I would have loved to have received that.
0: Yeah, we, me me and my (laughs) friends, we would like, we would (laughs) definitely go all out. And then you give it to her with a letter. Oh, my goodness. That was, those were the days. It's Those nice are definitely because,
1: you know, nowadays they call a mixtape, like this rapper re- released a mixtape. And it's like, first of all, we don't have tapes anymore.
0: Right. So why are you Secondly, saying that? <laughs> Secondly,
1: it's just like some song or a couple of songs that's usually a diss track. And it's just mm-hmm. like, that's not a mixtape, people. A mixtape had several songs, usually exactly. around a theme. And, you know, and it was an actual tape. And yes. it was usually something you give to someone.
0: Exactly. Or you and- can make your own. And you then know. if you and then and then it would like get tangled and then you have to like use your fingers and just kind of like, like try the to saddest undo time. it. And then and then if you have to if it broke, boy. then you have to tape it. Did you put the clear tape? tape on there? Absolutely. And then it would the go silent
1: tape. for like a second, second during the That one second
0: Oh, I mean, we all did the exact same thing. <laughs> it was like that was how you did it. And it was funny
1: it. because it's not even like it was that expensive. But back then i feel that we were more resourceful
0: Yep. when exactly. things
1: broke we were more dedicated we, we MacGyvered it to yes we were like we we're gonna fix this yep. nowadays <laughs> it's like oh i'm just gonna go and get you know a new one yeah. and you know like our son he has these toys and he likes a lot of nostalgic toys you know that weren't around way before he was born but the smallest thing breaks He's like, he used to say, oh, can I get another one? No, 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 no. no you're no. not. We started telling him, no, you are going to glue it or you're going to play with it broken. Exactly. Like how we did. What? Exactly. You glue it. When I would cut my Barbie's hair thinking that I was a stylist, I had it in my <laughs> head. <laughs> how it was going to be and it would never, it would never turn ever off. turn out it was a hot mess i would have to now play with that barbie with the short hair and sometimes i would cry because like, i'm like why did why it I cut do it? that
0: <laughs> and then i would literally say to myself
1: i will not do this again and literally of course a few months later of course you did i gotta do another haircut
0: of course because this time it's I know gonna what be doing. better <laughs> <laughs>
1: one time i did it to my cabbage patch oh, oh. i know Oh, man. It was a mess.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. And then when the CDs came in, then you had to like clean it and rub it because if it got a scratch and you had to like... You,
1: you know, had to invest in the thing that would fill in the fill scratch. In, right. You'd spray yes. it. You'd spray it and spray then you rub and it, it, it and clean it. We were just more industrious.
0: We sure were, honestly. And I remember <laughs> I remember there was a program. It was in the early 90s, even, even, though, even the late 90s, because I remember we were married at that time where they were giving away like deals with a hundred cds for only 1999 yes, it was a month. still the
1: early 2000s when they were doing that and right should, what was it like B and G or bmg something like that and or tower records something like that yes
0: and we would just get like a ton of cds and just be so excited yeah it was those... and that's
1: when you needed a cd player in the car mm-hmm that could, you know, at least play five or ten. Mm-hmm. You thought you were just the hot.
0: You were balling. You, you were
1: hot. Like, look at me. I'm going to be able to switch CDs. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But those days were so much fun. And and of course, it evolved and it evolved from VHRs to DVDs and A VHS. Yeah. yeah, VHS and um, Blockbuster. I miss it. Like, I can honestly say I miss Blockbuster. I just miss the nostalgia. Well, it was an
1: event. Of course. It's not so much that you, it is you know, we don't have the same, we have way more now access to of whatever course. videos you want, but it was the event because.
0: You got to get dressed Especially to go to for a kid.
1: You knew when you were going to Blockbuster, there would be no chores. There would mm-hmm. be no homework. There would be no going to sleep. This was. Um, we're gonna get a movie. We're probably gonna there's get candy pizza. in the aisle, and, and then popcorn. you're already seeing ahead. A movie takes at least two hours, so I'm gonna have two hours to just chill right. out. And then you got the candy, and, and the then you're popcorn. walking. You're
0: walking through, and you're going through alphabetical order, and you're going through the sections that say drama or or action. Well, you're going to new, like, okay, new releases, new releases, right? Praying
1: that someone just just Did walked not get over that just new that video. one last one.
0: Hide it behind somewhere or something mm-hmm. like. Oh, it was, it was fun. Those were, it was fun. And we, then you meet your friends there and you see people that you know, and you say hi. And
1: it, uh, maybe it, in Toronto, not where I was. But <laughs> it's
0: just, it, it was an event. It was a full event. Now everything is at your fingertips and I'm not complaining, you know, but. Well, the
1: thing is, there was still some family videos,
0: mm-hmm.
1: family. I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with family video. That's another chain. Um, and you could still go in and get a video I think we were we were when we were living in Florida, we still were able to do that.
0: There was a family. It was video. it
1: was different though. Not the same. No, it wasn't the I same. I like
0: blockbuster. Not the same.
1: Yeah, I don't it know. was fun. S-
0: something about something about that blockbuster.
1: But I find it harder to look for movies now. Almost like you know, unless it's in front of my face, I really don't know what to look for or how to look. It's like looking it's like a needle in a haystack of Mm -hmm. trying to find a good movie and this is my personal opinion i don't like the fact that there is so like every movie is connected to rotten tomatoes i like rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. but i think that sometimes we get too dependent on it so if you see a green splotch well i'm not even going to give this movie a try whereas in blockbuster when we were walking through yes we had roger well it wasn't roger and ebert um Well, it was it was I can't remember because, you know, they switched. But Ebern and Roper and Roper, you know, and and, and all that. And um, this is the thing. I think I think that they would probably review more of the big Hollywood ones. And so when you went into Blockbuster, you would actually take the chance on some smaller ones because a lot of times your new releases would be out Mm -hmm. and you wanted to have a good night. So you would go first to the new releases, and then you'd walk through the aisles, and right. then you'd see a cover and say, "Hey, this looks interesting." Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's like, "Oh, green splotch, thirty percent." Nope,
0: nope. Nope. Not doing that. Nope.
1: And then you then you go, "Oh, well, this is ninety-eight percent," and then you're like, "Oh man, this is this is whack." This is
0: whack. Oh.
1: Or you see a fifty-something percent, and you realize, "Look, that was a hundred to me." You know, we've right. got to be kind of we have I to kind of go really, back in the day. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't really watch that stuff anymore because. I know it's all subjective and sometimes people are on agendas. Mm -hmm. If they don't like certain values in the film, then they're going to put it down. If they like certain values, they're going to put it up. When most of us don't really watch movies for values, you watch it for entertainment. Right.
1: We should look at the concept of it Mm -hmm. and just, you know, take a chance. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. And nowadays, you know, we have it all at our fingertips. I get the majority of my videos from Amazon. Um,
0: but but, you know, and the, Netflix, the topic is don't be left behind. And if there was someone in my family, our family, I said I would be the one left behind. But let's let's look at it from even a business sense. And you're an entrepreneur. You really cannot try to coddle the idea of you don't like change. You, you absolutely can't do that. You will kill your business. You'll kill your business before it even starts. Even if you take something like Blockbuster, Blockbuster should have never went out of business. They were dominating the field. But when Redbox came in. They had an opportunity to see the bright future. Yes. And they held off too long. Right. For that. And opportunities, I'm sure, were there to do buyouts. I'm sure opportunities were there to merge. There was opportunities for them to take over. And they missed out on the opportunity because they felt so comfortable. And so your your past successes can become your future failures and you will be left behind if you are not up to par, up to speed with what society, where society is moving, because we're moving fast.
1: They should have had blue boxes.
0: Right. Competing, competing. I think they tried that, but it was too late.
1: I heard there's still three blockbusters in Alaska, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, the actual point with redbox versus blockbuster i could see why blockbuster went out of business redbox had way less overhead all you had was this kiosk meanwhile blockbuster you had to pay for the space you had to pay for the employees you had to probably pay for the cleaning like whatever all the stuff that's um right related to having a brick and mortar and Clearly, in 20 years, it's going to still look radically different than what we have today. I mean, Toys R Us just, you know, is filed for bankruptcy.
0: Right. And And I I think that they failed to see the vision that more and more kids, they're very comfortable with online. Like I said, they're into their phones, so they don't have a problem. Like our son, every single one of his toys, he buys it from Amazon. Yeah. You know, he's gone into Toys R Us just because I'll take him just, you know, for whatever but at the end of the day, like his favorite place to go shopping is his online, Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's gonna get it in two days, especially if he goes Prime.
1: Even eBay, because he knows he can get the vintage, the vintage stuff, <laughs> right?
0: So these kids are up to speed. Don't yeah, think are. that. Don't don't yeah. think about your childhood and then try to superimpose that into this generation. They are light years ahead of us. Oh, they
1: would be upset if we forced Toys R Us on him.
0: Of course, and
1: and not and said no Amazon do it like how we did in the 80s mm-hmm. go to toys r us like what he he he'd probably say oh man you know my, my kid my parents have lost it exactly it it is it's you got to adapt and like marthel was saying with with the uh,
0: we're seeing giants businesses. fall we're seeing giants fall yeah because they failed to adapt
1: you know a lot of people put the blame on amazon i don't put the blame on amazon you can't blame someone for being innovative taking advantage of things in the, you know, a, a space in the capital market space and, you know, he's doing what he feels like he's gonna do. It's, it's a scenario where, yes, if I had a store, I'd probably be sad that I had to close it because more people were shopping online. But at the same time, gotta go where the market is. You can transition and have a warehouse and sell on Amazon or make your own Shopify store and sell your products online. It's not impossible. It the market is still wide open. And I do believe that there comes a time where people get fatigued with one company or one even one product. And so there are it's it's really different now. Whereas Amazon, yes, has a huge share of the market, there's a lot of stores flourishing online, making way more money than they probably made when they had their stores you know on you know main street and you have to be willing and don't compare yourself to amazon and say i gotta be the next amazon or i'm nothing no you can be you and still really be able to compete and live a very good life and then you never know in the future there could be another gap where amazon is not filling and you could be that person you jump
0: up and get right in there um the malls are are going out of out of style as well
1: i even heard that amazon has bought some malls so that they can use it as their fulfillment center
0: oh man because malls are shutting down in our area they just knocked down a mall that had been there forever yeah and nobody was going there because you know it's
1: funny when we went back to la i don't know if this is not happening in la or maybe it is but no one's telling i don't know all i know is that when i was there every single mall that i went to is actually still there Mm. and i was very shocked because I know all over everywhere else they're closing they're closing down you know and and in fact they're actually building more they're different now the malls that I see being built now are more outdoor ones
0: well I think that in large metropolitan areas like New York LA even Toronto
1: and Dallas too
0: yeah. The malls are not shutting down because they are getting all the top brands. They always have the top brands. They're they're competitive. So there's nothing that nobody's doing without. But when you come to more like a, a state that has a lot of country areas, population is 100,000, you know, not not in the millions. They're not. Putting the top names Neiman Neiman um, Neiman Marcus Marcus and Nordstrom. Nordstrom All these top names You cannot find them In these general cities But you have these malls That will have like the gap Or they'll have Like the general stores That you know Are pretty common Well yeah And so because they don't have These specialty stores They are shutting down Because people don't want Just the common stuff They want to go online And so they're going online for it And this is why stores Like Shopify stores now Are really booming Because they're they're giving you unique styles that you're they're giving you um, not cookie cutter fashion stores like The Gap or um, Old Navy, like you have things and stores and and styles that are more trendy. And, you know,
1: well, yeah, that brings another change. Back in the day, we used to dress as teenagers in like jeans and a shirt, you know, we would be relevant to the time period. So if it was the 70s, you'd be in Bell Bottoms.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: the 80s, we were in Levi's and, you know, and so on. And high-end fashion was reserved for rich people Mm -hmm. or celebrities. Well, they're rich. And nowadays, it's like the main... (laughs) I have seen so many videos online where it's like young kids are dissing each other by saying, Well, what are you wearing? I'm wearing, you know, because I'm all in Gucci or I'm all in Fendi or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, You're twelve. What? And these aren't people like they're not even like rich. Right. But people are either it's fake or they whatever little money they are getting, they are hoarding and making sure that they're able to buy that Yeezy or those Jordans or mm-hmm. or those or that Fendi Or Gucci bag or pants and so it's way more stylish and if there was an Instagram back in the 80s and 90s I mean the pictures wouldn't even be a quarter as glamorous as the ones now because now everybody's also in full makeup
0: they are beat their faces beat they're glammed up it's just crazy back
1: in the day it was like the makeup was supposed to be natural you were supposed to pretend that that you didn't have your makeup. face was just naturally like this and for black women especially our weaves were supposed to be like oh this is not just naturally my hair you know nowadays it's like no i one day i'm in a blonde wig and the next minute i'm in a purple you know long curly wig and, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just a, a different a different attitude a, a different, different attitude. mentality so when mm-hmm. it comes to the malls i think you're absolutely right the ones that I see being built now and actually staying, they're, number one, they're smaller. Mm-hmm. They're more outdoor and they try to bring in luxury brands. Right. Whereas, yeah, there's there's really no more room for just, you know, casual corner or express or something like that. If right. anybody remembers those, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, Barnes and Nobles are shutting down.
0: Oh, my goodness. Barnes and Nobles. and, and That used the, the to be like store, a cornerstone
1: other... of a lot of malls and things.
0: The, what's the other bookstore? Um
1: um million books a million books a
0: million and these are shutting down because times are changing but i
1: remember we had you walden have... books we mm-hmm. had brentano's like all of those are right. gone right so i mean i just feel like we that's
0: because the kindle came out and the and the nook and well all not just of the... that
1: well amazon started as a bookstore so you could just order your books straight from there your physical books right before but, they even had a kindle
0: but once the kindle came that was the challenge just, was
1: now not just the Kindle but your phone because you can right, just you scroll on your scroll phone and find a book there
0: so you have to those stores have to offer other things and that's why you're seeing them being packed up with gifts now and trinkets trinkets and toys and you know and they're gonna have to come up with an experience too they're, they're gonna have to put the the, the bookstores are going to have to create an experience if they're gonna exist much longer.
1: Well they're smart for having a Starbucks in there. Yeah,
0: people will come for the coffee. People will come for the coffee.
1: No one's ordering a, a, you know, a ready-made coffee from Amazon. Right. You you still have to go to the store. So you're going to have to find a way to adapt. Barnes & Noble has stayed around. They are working to adapt. And, you know, I wish them the best because I just really don't know their future because with Mm -hmm. the accessibility of, like you said, the Kindle and our phones, you know, you just, it's so much easier. I have bought my children Kindles and they all prefer to read on their phone. I have told them it's better for your eyes, you know, to read on the Kindle. And so they'll, they'll um, begrudgingly do it every now and then, more for me probably than even mm-hmm. themselves. But, but you, they
0: like the one-stop shop. Yeah, they just they want to be able for to switch everything. from
1: Instagram to their book.
0: To music, yeah. to <laughs> talking to their friends, exactly. to texting, to posting right. an Instagram post. Right. And you're one in all. They're
1: not here for a bunch of different things.
0: I honestly feel that a phone is an extension of someone. Now your phone is literally almost you out of body experience. (laughs) (laughs) It's your out of body experience. It just it, it really can go everywhere with you. And it has the imprints of everything that you like. Like just the other day you were looking up something. I think it was today you were looking up something. You were not using my computer. You were using your computer. I got on my computer and I saw that product like all over. We were looking up something earlier on today. I can't remember exactly what it was. The hose. The hose. That's it. Right. Do you know that I saw the, do you know that I saw hoses on my Facebook feed? <laughs> so, I mean, the connection that marketers have now.
1: That's a whole nother podcast. Marketing. <laughs> marketing. And how they target. And how they
0: get your information. I don't know if they listen in if they got images or if they see your search and then they connect you with me and then all of a sudden I start getting the feed but the you host. started
1: looking for it on your phone
0: I can't recall doing that you not did from, from yeah we
1: were on the bed and you were looking for it on your head on your phone
0: oh okay maybe that's how it happened I don't know <laughs> that would be but, it's, freaky. Not, but it's not but that's not, not, not uncommon yeah. that is not uncommon that well, we had been having a conversation remember one time we had a conversation we did not even look up the thing and then all of a sudden it pops up or what
1: about that story about the woman who was just, you know, on her phone scrolling and she sees an ad with the exact same outfit that she has on. Now that <laughs> that's <was>, kind of scary. I
0: <laughs> oh, was like,
1: whoa, I probably would have put away my phone for the night. Right. So, yeah, it's the, the point about adapting and changing and going with the flow is that where we are right now, we are not going to be in even five years. We're not gonna be in five years. We're not even gonna be in two years. And whatever technology that we're gonna have coming, we need to be able to adapt and adapt quick. Because it's those people who adapt quick that are the people who become early success stories. So for example, um, Instagram had been around for a while. I hadn't really embraced it or anything. I probably, I still kind of haven't. But people who jumped on that quick and saw the power of it, were able to start transforming themselves into personal brands like um, immediately, and they're and it, like a lot of people right now are just playing catch up. There are people don't who don't be left behind. You <laughs> know, I and this is a good example too. Um, I think I might have mentioned this before with Shopify stores. So the old way, and I don't want to say old because it's still the current way, was only to use Facebook ads and Instagram ads. But now, a lot of younger people have opened Shopify stores and they reach out directly to Instagram influencers and they pay them to sponsor their product from the store and they get a lot of traction and they're making money so much faster and they're not waiting to learn the Facebook ads in the way that they need to. Now, most of them do learn it eventually, but it didn't stop them from starting. They saw this um, avenue of a way to utilize social media and right away. And before we know it, more and more people are probably going to be using that um, right in tandem with their Facebook ads. But before Mm -hmm. it was, it wasn't, people weren't doing that. It wasn't even an option. No, there are so many, um, there's so many things that people have now been able to do with even Snapchat Snapchat was something that a lot of people were like, oh, this is just for sexting or something like that. But some people got on there and they were able to utilize it again and build a personal brand. DJ Khaled was one of the better examples of that. He started filming himself um, and, and he basically got very popular by using that. And a lot of people credit what he was doing on snapchat to a lot of the success that he's had right now clearly it's not all of his success but that's how he was able to get his brand out so as we continue to move forward and we continue to see new Um, apps and new technology we need to be early adopters when the kindle came out i was like i got the first generation because i knew it would change my life Mm -hmm. when tivo came out before all the cables started doing with their dvr i was like we got to get this yeah you're always
0: on top of everything
1: but the thing is i i was on top of it for my own like like, Pleasure. Yes, Not necessarily for business. right? Because I didn't know if but, I if but, I was if I had that same attitude with business, I wonder where I would have been right now.
0: Well, the reason why we are where we are is because. Whether it was your motivation for entertainment, you became the type of person that was very adaptable. And that has now made it an easier transition into becoming an entrepreneur that is able to be forward fast forward and advanced. While me, I wouldn't even, I did not even allow myself to grow even for entertainment. Like I would just be, you know, I would still call the kids to be like, could you change this channel for me? So, you know, on the days that I do watch TV. So it's, um, yeah, you definitely have to not be left behind. You got to push yourself. Like right now, um, one of the things that I do is I, I do the podcast. So from start to finish, I pretty much do all the editing and everything. And I pushed myself to do that because I realized I have to be relevant. I can't just be an ideas person or just, you know, come and, you know, share creativity. I have to be able to be to touch the nuts and bolts and to understand these things. And for so long, I was just not that person. But, you know, I'm just pushing myself to make sure that I, I stay relevant and I'm able to make the best,
1: Right, and I applaud him because he had to learn how to use GarageBand. He had to learn how to use a podcasting host, a podcast hosting network. He had to learn how to, you know, use iTunes. And there were a lot of things that, you know, this is someone who will call someone to turn on the TV. Yeah. So (laughs) this is pretty remarkable. And it has nothing to do with whether you're, you know, you're smart or not. It's about adapting. Adapting. And it's about using new technology. And, you know, we have to be able to move you know it's, it's weird because even in cars right for the most for so long we used to have used cars and we used to have to like do the emergency brake by pressing remember we had to press yeah. on the brake yeah not the emergency brake the the, the brake for the, the, break, the hill yeah it's Is an the, emergency
0: brake oh yeah you press it yeah some some cars some you cars have a stick yeah. yeah
1: but in our all of our new cars now it's always on the left you know that thing you just pull up right there at least for me i didn't really i didn't know what it was because i like what remember because our daughter was doing her driving lesson mm-hmm. and the first thing that they taught her or they tested her on was the emergency brake the parking brake yeah. yes the parking brake that's what it is not right. the emergency the parking brake and i was like and, I, and she said, Mom, I got to learn how to use the parking brake. And I remember when I went there, I said, don't worry. All you do is, you know, you press twice, like you press hard on the on the pedal. That Don't worry. You're going to do it, you know?
0: <laughs> Depending on what car you have. Because our Porsche, all you do is you press just a button. There's oh just a button goodness. that you press. And the button turns red.
1: See, and I wouldn't have known that. I was so used yeah. to doing it just that one way. Right. And she was like, <laughs> so after her lesson, she was like, Mom yeah i almost failed it because (laughs) he had to show me where it was and it was just a lever i pull up on the left side i was like oh wow
0: sorry (laughs) but i
1: mean you know just you're so used to doing things one way and those little slight changes can really throw you off
0: well uh, you know now that i'm thinking about it while i tend to fight change when i have to change and when i'm kind of backed in a corner to have to change then i I'm very willing to to learn something. And I remember when I was living in New York, but working in Toronto because, you know, Rita had to be in the New York area for her to do school. And so I had to travel in because I had to travel in and it would take me over an hour to get to my location from uh, Western New York. I had to find creative ways of staying in touch with my church members or with clients That's right. or to do Bible studies yes. or to do and to just to make sure that I am staying, I'm working and mm-hmm. I'm making money, you know, in, in an ethical way. And so one of the things that I started to do is I started to use Facebook. Now, this was right when Facebook just first came out, Facebook came out 2005. And so I started to use a lot of these venues as a way to to just be able to get my work done. So using MSN and using, you know, chatting uh, chat rooms and using um, even texting. And so there were um, opportunities that I was able to present to the denomination that I'm in and the work field. I was at the cutting edge of a lot of, you know, utilizing social media to the point where I was doing workshops to be able to teach others how to utilize it. And it was it was really cool for the next generation. The older folks were not necessarily on board. But when I would do a Bible study with somebody who is in university or somebody who is, you know, just coming out of high school, it was so cool for them. There was this cool factor to it that rather than me coming into their home and opening up the Bible, they could open up an app on their phone or on their computer screen. We could be Creating a closed chat room in Facebook. And it just gave this feeling like, oh, you know what? I want to learn more because I'm on a venue that is cool. Right. And so I had a lot of success uh, during those years. And to top it off, a lot of people don't really want strangers in their home and, you know, they, you know, yeah. unfamiliar to, with them. Door me. to door is over. It's really over. And so I was able to get so much more success utilizing these tools. And so now listen, that's a pastor speaking here, this is a preacher speaking and someone that does not necessarily like, you know, um, change. But yet I was so effective with it because I was using utilizing these tools, even if it was something that a lot of people probably were not so interested in, like maybe the Bible or studying. But yet to put it or package it in this new format, in this new way, it could create an excitement. It could create something unique and and new opportunities. And so it does not matter what you do. You could be a nurse. You could be a pastor. You could be a doctor. You could be a a business person having your own entrepreneurial. Whatever it is that you have, you want to go cutting edge. Like we went to the dentist when I got to the dentist and I walked in (laughs) and all the cutting edge things that they had in that in that dentist office. Immediately they got my service. Immediately I signed up and I said, I want this to be my dentist. They made, Why? Your,
1: they made your tooth right in front of you, right?
0: They made my tooth. Like I did a root canal and then they made my tooth right right in the moment that I was there in the chair. As they're working, they're forming the tooth and they're creating it. I don't know if it's a 3D printer. I don't know what they used, but like everything in that place was cutting edge. I think technology. 3D
1: printers. 3D printers are gonna be the way of the future. I think we're gonna see them utilized so much. I saw an article that they're talking about using 3D printers for homes for the homeless. Whoa. It's, it's <laughs> gonna change a lot. And I, I really like what you were saying. When you felt pushed to the pushed to the wall, you know, when you felt like I gotta do something and adapt so that I can continue, you know, to be successful and reach out to my, my church members. You did it. And we all have to have that attitude.
0: And that's the funny thing about it is, is that Rita used to laugh when i go and do these workshops for the church. Because she's like, I know this guy. This guy is the one that, you know, I, still have to turn I the TV turned on. the TV on for him. But I pushed myself to be able to learn what I had to learn because my back was against the wall. So we all really do have the capacity to do it stop telling yourself no stop telling yourself that you you, can't understand something you have to
1: act like your back is against the wall because technology is moving lightning fast
0: and you'll be left behind
1: yes what you're doing right now you have to really evaluate and see will it be successful in five years ten years right now jeff bezos and amazon they could just chill on what they have right now they make billions, billions billions but they apply for new patents all the time right hundreds thousands of patents because they're constantly thinking of the next thing and the next thing and the right, next thing. Right. And so we you know you don't have to go you know frantic with trying to keep up mm-hmm. but you should know that as you are going about your business for the time that you have you really need to keep the future within sight and understand that You know you don't have to operate like your back is against the wall but you do need to operate like um the train is gonna leave if you don't get on so anyway we thank you so much for listening we hope that you have learned about you know being willing to adapt and if you are like us or even older and you've been through all these changes from the 60s 70s 80s 90s to now you have the capacity you can do it we just have to understand that You know, new technology is not for the young, it's for all of us and it will benefit us because there are a lot of great things right now that we are benefiting from like, you know, having everything on our phone, like being able to get whatever we want on the TV, order an Uber, you know, have social media, keep in touch with people all over the world and the list goes on and on and on. You can do it within, you know, not just for your personal like pleasure and stuff, but also for your business. So. Join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found at theonyxlife.com where you can also submit questions in the Ask Us section. You can join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter at The Onyx Life and on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official.
0: Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. See you next time.